reading again this morning from our text in Judges 13. On this morning, however, we read only <coughs> verses 15 <coughs> through 18. Judges 13, verses 15 through 18. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, I pray thee, let us detain thee until we shall have made ready a kid for thee. The angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Though thou detain me, I will not eat of thy bread. And if thou wilt offer a burnt offering, thou must offer it unto the Lord. For Manoah knew not that he the angel of the Lord. That's the literal and proper translation. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, What is thy name that when thou <clears throat> when thy sayings come to pass we may do thee honor? And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Why askest thou thus after my name, seeing it is wonderful? Turn with me again, please. Your hymn book to number 404. Stand with me. Sing again.
thus far in our sermons, it has been my method in expounding this 13th chapter in the record of Israel's judges. It has been, I'm sure you know, my method to open these verses up to us under one or other phrase found within the text. Using that phrase not only as a title for my sermons, but as a guidepost to the better exposition in each passage. Thus, using that method, we learned first of Mrs. Manoah under that phrase, alone in a field, from verse 9. Then we undertook to learn from that godly man, Manoah, under the expression which we found in verse 11, and Manoah arose. And then in the two parts of the last message, we took up this blessed divine angel under that glorious name recorded in verse 18, wonderful. Much, much more did I desire to preach under that title. But I brought it to a close on last week. And so my method of using some word or phrase from these verses to serve as a guide, as I say, a guidepost to maneuver ourselves through a sound and biblical exposition. And so then now today, I would have us further consider what more the Spirit of our God would have us to learn from this record in chapter 13 by taking up yet another phrase for our guiding lighthouse, as it were, a phrase found at the close of verse 16, where the scripture says, For Manoah knew not. Manoah knew not. Poor Manoah, I titled the message, Poor Manoah, he knew not that he the angel of the Lord. By the time we arrive at verse 16 in this history, our blessed Lord has already come down in some pre-incarnate form of visitation. He had come down appearing to be a man, an angel. Manoah seems unsure. But he has come down. 
And he has spoken with unfaltering authority. He has declared to Mrs. Manoah what will be. And that was nothing less than to be a miracle in verse 3. She could not conceive, but he declares in verse 3 what she will do. She will conceive. What a thing. Further, he has laid out his sovereign demands in unalterable expectation of her obedience in verse 4 through 7. He has now turned to Manoah again with absolute authority and prophetic certainty. He has declared what will be and what they must do to obey. Verses 9 through 15. All of this has already come to pass. All of this has been their experience. And now in the face of all of that divine revelation and the clear authority with which he expressed it, capable of none but deity. In the face of that, and yes, even in direct answer to prayer, and an overwhelming display of sovereignty, in the face, I say, of all of that, yet we read this testimony, Manoah knew not. Oh, how, how could it be? What is the explanation of such appalling ignorance and blindness? After reading the whole of the preceding record, we are almost shocked to hear these words when we come to verse 16, and Manoah knew not. Let me this morning offer some suggestions to answer this query. How could he possibly not have known? And by those answers, hopefully, these answers may give us some insight, not only into Manoah's dilemma, but all too often our own. How could he not know? Number one, I say, I suggest to you, because of the rarity and unexpectedness of his appearances. Because of the rarity and unexpectedness his appearance. You see, we know from this record, this historical record, that it has been 40 years. Israel has lingered in darkness for 40 years. There has been no open vision. 
For 40 years the heavens have been brass because of Israel's sin. Seasons have come and gone. Springtime and harvest. Springtime and harvest. Springtime and harvest. Times 40. And no voice from God. The silence has not only become deafening, it has become paralyzing in the life of Israel. No doubt but that every man did that which was right in his own eyes. No doubt we know from the history, <coughs> the practice, and I put that word in quotes, the practice of religion had become routine, even uninteresting, uninteresting and mundane. Does that not describe America? The practice of religion, practice of religion has become uninterested, uninteresting till we've reached an hour in which the new generation has chosen to discard it completely. It's become uninteresting and mundane and it's nothing but a practice of religion. Forty years, long time, there was an appalling unfamiliarity with his voice, his words, and his purposes. An appalling unfamiliarity. Oh, is that not the state in which we find ourselves? No wonder Manoah knew not. It had been so long since God had spoken. And it was so unexpected that it would come now and speak. No wonder he sat in this desperate position of not knowing. Reminds me of the words of Exodus chapter 1 and verse 8. That new generation... <laughs> came said they knew not Joseph we're there we're there are we not they knew not we know not Manoah knew not he knew not how could he not know can I suggest to you number one because he had not heard for so long it was unexpected. And it had been so long. When this angel comes, this divine angel, and in the light of all that he did, all that he said, all that he displayed, first to Mrs. Manoah, and then to Manoah, and in light of all that he did, Manoah still knew not. <laughs> You not. You not. 
because of the rarity of his appearance. I suggest to you, number two, he knew not because of the short-sightedness of his own innate depravity. You see, Manoah was not unlike us. He was a born sinner. Being born dead, born in sin, the human heart is not trained to hear the voice of God. I say because of the short-sightedness of his own innate depravity, can I just state to you the horror of this reality in unambiguous terms? May I just say to you, Manoah didn't know the difference between an angel and God. Manoah didn't know the difference between an angel and God. Dear Lord, how blind. Dear Lord, how blind is the fallen human heart in depravity. Didn't know the difference between an angel and God. Such is the state of the fallen human heart. Let me honor you, we read in these verses. Let me honor you, says Manoah. Give me a name so I can honor you when these things come to pass. Let me ascribe to your name some token of worthiness. This Manoah says, while at that very moment he is talking to the one on whom all this hope depends. Indeed, on whose breath all the world hangs in suspension. He's talking to God. And he knows not. Such is the extent, such is the extent of the depravity of the human heart. Oh, it cast my mind forward to that passage in Luke. Chapter 24 and verse 13, you remember that well after the resurrection of our Lord. Verse 13 and verse chapter 24 of Luke, and behold, two of them went that same day to the village of Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about three score furlongs. They talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. And then we go to verse 24 and the scripture says, And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it, even so as the women had said, but him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken, ought not Christ have suffered these things and entered into his glory. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. 
And they drew nigh to the village whither they went. And he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spread. And he went in and tarried with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Oh, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened us the scriptures? Did not our hearts burn within us? But we didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know that it was him. No doubt, blessed Manoah, if you could just trans transpose that text over to our text in 13 of Judges, the record of Manoah, no doubt Manoah would have said when we get down to verse 16, Oh, I can tell you this, my heart burns within me when he talks, but I didn't know him. I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, blessed be our God for mercy, because such is the extent of the depravity and the darkness of the human heart that we know not oh how terribly how terribly is our innate depravity described in scripture it's qualified in so many dark and desperate terms Matthew chapter 9 and chapter 11 it's described as blindness Oh, in Luke chapter 7 and chapter 14 is described as paralysis and lameness. John chapter 9 is described as helplessness and hopelessness. John chapter 12 is described as darkness. But most graphic of all in Ephesians chapter 1, it's called death. Ye who were dead in trespasses. Can I just tell you, we come to this 16th verse and we find out that Manoah knew not. How could he not know? Oh, I give you this answer. Such is the innate depravity of our hearts that apart from a divine intervention, we simply know not. He's spoken. He's declared prophetically what will be. He has sovereignly demanded obedience. He has displayed in every way His deity before our very eyes and we know not. We know not. Finally this morning, in an attempt to offer up some suggestions to answer this query, how could it not know? I give you this one, this preeminent answer. Because of the humility and condescension of his first appearance. The humility and condescension of his first appearance. You remember that? He just met her. He just took on the appearance 
of a man. And he just met her in the field. Oh, there was no great crash of thunder. There was no flash of lightning out of the sky. There was no fireballs that rained down out of heaven. There was no great light that rose up out of the earth. There was nothing here. He just met her like a man in a field. Because of the humility and condescension of his first appearance, Manoah knew not. Oh, can I tell you this morning, here is the greatest mystery in all the gospel story. Our God contracted to a span. Incomprehensibly made man. Hallelujah. No wonder the ancient hymn writer wrote, Hark the herald angels sing, Glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise. Join the triumph in the skies. With angelic host proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Christ by heaven highest, heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord, late in time, behold him come, offspring of the virgin's womb, veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, pleased with us in flesh to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel, hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Life and light all to all He brings. Risen with healing in His wings. But listen now. Mild He lays His glory by. Born that we no more may die. Oh, the humility, the condescension with which he first appeared. <laughs> Poor Manoah, no wonder he knew not. Oh, in another place, the same hymn writer wrote the words that I quoted a while ago. He said, let earth and heaven combine, angels and men agree. To praise in songs divine the incarnate deity. Our God contracted to stand incomprehensibly made man. He laid his glory by. He wrapped him in our clay unmarked by him and I. The latent Godhead lay. Infant of days he here became and born the mild, bore the mild Emmanuel's name. He deigns in flesh to appear widest extremes to join to bring our vileness near and make us all divine and we the life of God shall know for God is manifest below. Hallelujah. I said this is the greatest. This is the greatest mystery in all the gospel record. God incarnated. Poor Manoah like Israel to this day. He missed it. 
He missed it. He knew not. Why? Because he came in flesh to appear. <laughs> Such was the humility and condescension of his coming. That poor Manoah, he knew not. This is the greatest mystery I said in the gospel story that God would come down in flesh to appear. No wonder Manoah knew not. <clears throat> oh, I love the way Dr. Lee described it. I know I've read this before. I don't apologize. What glorious words, that beautiful vocabulary of Dr. R.G. Lee. He describes this truth so graphically for us. He said, and when Christ, when Christ was born, the world was in the zenith of a crisis. But then God came in the flesh, in the person of Jesus Christ. And Jesus, who was from everlasting, the ancient of days, became the infant of days. A babe as old as his heavenly father, and ages older than his earthly mother. Jesus, who made all things in creation, was made flesh in incarnation. He bent the date lines of all the nations around his manger cradle. Jesus, who made man, was made in the likeness of man. Jesus, who was before Abraham, was born 2,000 years after Abraham. Jesus, who was David's son, was David's Lord. Jesus, who carried a nation out of Egypt, was carried into Egypt as a babe. Jesus, who made all flesh, was made flesh. That day he was made flesh when a Jewish virgin who'd never known a man traveled and traveled and travailed in the road into that mysterious land called motherhood and came back holding in her arms the only baby who never had an earthly father. And his every muscle, says Dr. Lee, his every muscle was a pulley divinely swung. His every nerve was a divine handwriting. His every bone was divine sculpture. His every heartbeat was divine pulsation. His every breath was a divine whisper. His every cry was God in no language but a cry. Oh, John Milton had it right when he wrote that glorious form, that light, unsuff that light unsufferable, that far-beaming blaze of majesty wherewith he wanted heaven's high council table to sit in the midst of tribal unity. He laid aside and here with us to be, forsook the course of everlasting day and chose with us a darksome house of clay. Oh, <laughs> Dr. Lee said he once heard Dr. Robert L. Moyer say in a sermon, in Jesus' divine omnipotence moved in a human arm. In Jesus' divine wisdom was cradled in a human brain. In Jesus' divine love throbbed in a human heart. In Jesus' divine compassion glistened in a human eye. In Jesus' divine grace poured forth in human lips. Neither I nor the golden-throated Dr. R.G. Lee today has the power to describe the glory of it. God contracted to a span. Dear old Manoah, 
<laughs> he knew not. Oh, he knew not. He knew not because of the condescension and humility of his first appearance. But can I say to you, how is it that Dr. Lee could see so clearly? How is it that Dr. Moyer could see so clearly? How is it that I can see today so clearly? How is it that I know? Oh, it's by an operation of grace. It's by an operation on my eyes, on my heart, an operation of grace. You've seen today some, just some, and you can add your own list. You've seen today some of the reasons, surely, why Manoah knew not. But before I close, I must ask you, do you know? Later on, when he deigned to lay his humanity by, he ascended in that flame. When no one knew, he fell down and worshipped. I'm asking you in simple words this morning. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Oh, he might have done great things, spoken great things, prophesied great things, guaranteed great things, demanded great things. He may have done all that he did to Manoah, and Manoah still knew not. He may have done it in your life, but has that place come where he has made you to know? See through all of this. See him high and lifted up. Do you know? Eternity hangs on the answer to that question. Do you know? Turn with me. Stand with me, please, and sing with me. Number 537. O Lord, Thou art my Lord, my portion and delight. All other lords I now reject and cast them from my sight. Thy sovereign right I own. Thy glorious power confess. Stand with me, please.
Thy sovereign right I owe, thy glorious power confess, thy law shall ever rule my heart, while I adore thy grace. To Thank you. 